Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Charlotte. Jokic gets it across the timeline. Gets a high pick and pop with Murray. Lindsay breaking through. Taken away by Nathan McKinnon. Two on two with Landis Guy. He has done it again. Vaughn Miller, ladies and gentlemen. Dump two hands. Nikola Jokic. Save me by Grubauer with the left pad. Oh, goodness gracious me. Take a good luck. You won't see it for long. Two on home run. Trevor Story. Lock. End zone. Touchdown. Number two for Sutton. Funky music. <laughs> That'd be an amazing way to intro TDSP. Oh, we're already gone. Yep. So, uh, and we're off. We this broke the ice. You. you know, <laughs> Allie said she was gonna cue me. She got a little distracted. Oh, I didn't. See, I th I thought you were to go like, go, oh my god, I uncued silent prompts. AJ quietly shaking his head in disapproval. Presented to you by Breckenridge Avalanche mm. Ale. Breckenridge Avalanche Ale. The best way to celebrate an Avs win and drink away an Avs loss. That's right. Something that we'll be talking about both of here today. Uh, also want to remind you to nominate a stellar community member. So literally no one on this panel. Um, but an Avs fan <laughs> who, who should get a chance to celebrate at a playoff game this season. Each home game, Breck is hooking... What? You think you're a stellar community member? <laughs> I think I'm a community pillar, sir. <laughs> I think it's uh, beyond, like, DNVR avalanche. Let though, alone you know. a stellar community member. <laughs> <laughs> you Son know. of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> community leader AJ Hafley has <laughs> objections. I mean, I guess if we're talking about the abs community, I was thinking of, like, yeah. the community at large. Yeah. Not just DNVR. <laughs> Anyways, Breck is hooking up uh, a fan and a Good friend people. with tickets, gear, uh, and of wow. course, some Avs Amber Ale, of course. Wow. And they're going to uh, donate a pro portion of all proceeds uh, of sales of Avalanche Amber Ale through the playoffs to the community fund of Boulder County to benefit Marshall Fire victims. Okay. Um, so, today is an interesting one. I guess this is up for debate. AJ is of the belief that this is uh, bad timing for this. I think it's actually, I think it's actually perfect timing for me to intro the guests, which is of course AJ. There are no Andre. guests. We're all yeah. regulars. I would say hosts. Aww. Hosts, my hosts, my fellow hosts, my fellow hosts. Eric Weedham, D-Line, aka Big Market D-Line. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, Andre Simone, aka. No. What Little Professor Dre, the math magician. <laughs> yep, yep, good one. <laughs> and of course, AJ Hayfley, aka the pillar of the community. Yeah, okay. no doubt. No um, doubt. Okay, I prefer 
Community pillar. Community pillar, AJ Hayfley. That's your Chiron. I like that. When you get interviewed on the news, it just says AJ Hayfley, comma, community pillar. Exactly. I'm actually going to start using that in town if I ever have issues. Like, you don't know who I am, which I actually say all the time to everyone. And then I'm going to say, I'm going to tell community pillar AJ Hayfley, my dear friend, about this. You don't know what mistake you just made. Can you imagine the collapse that would take place if that single pillar was taken from the community. The oh, community yeah. itself would it collapse good. on it would, itself. It wouldn't be good. Why do, you, why do you think Denver goes to shambles two months at a time uh, when I go to Canada? I've never thought about it before, uh, but I'm thinking about wrong. it now. He's not wrong. thinking about that right now. The most believable yeah. thing is Andre... Yeah, like getting mad at someone and saying those things. Do you know who I am? Yeah, I'm gonna try to say to say that I'm a community pillar to oh. see if that helps. Like, you can't take me down, or else the community will collapse. Yeah, I I'm would. the blood of the city. No one's yeah, ever exactly the blood of the city. That's a great line. <laughs> this okay. is just how I'm trying to stay employed. <laughs> so I'm yeah. a community pillar. There yeah, you go. That's a good one. So obviously, the other night, <coughs> Nazim Kadri with. Truly one of the most transcendent playoff performances that I've seen. And I use that word transcendent because it was obviously incredible on the ice. Um, But it went beyond that, too, with everything that he was dealing with. And and so forget the Avs loss last night. Like, right after that game, it was, okay, let's talk about that and some of the other great playoff performances in history. And I think what makes the Kadri performance so unique is that it was all the outside stuff that was leaning up against it. And when you go through these and you start looking at them, it's like, okay, well, that was in a really big game and it was an incredible performance. And, you know, I think the Jamal Murray stuff um, is, is the one that's comparable to this because of, you know, just what was going on in the world at the time. But even that is a little bit different just because, all of this was directly at <coughs> it was Kadri. about Nazem Kadri. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because the if we're being honest about it, the the incident with Jordan Bennington, the run in <laughs> that play, the controversial play mm-hmm. that kind of kicked everything off, if it's not Nazem Kadri involved in it, the city of St. Louis does not react the way that it did. Yeah, 100%. No. If it's I I've said to multiple people if it's JT Comfer that's involved in that play, there isn't suddenly a run on, you know, people aren't freaking out about genders the next day. <laughs> They're not talking about it. Yep. They're just moving on with their lives. Like, I can't believe he got hurt. And of course, you're always going to have, like, he did it on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, when Ryan Johansson got a stick stuck in Kemper's mask, there, yeah, were, there were right. idiots out there who were like, this was super intentional. I I didn't say that. I said once his stick got in there... I felt like he didn't make as much of an effort to get it out of there. He didn't even know what was in there, man. I, um, um, upon further review, also (laughs) hearing his quotes about it, I think I was wrong, and you're right. Um, But you're right. Like, there's always going to be those people. But those whole things started. All the fireworks really started because it was Kadri specifically. Yeah. His playoff history. Yep. Everything else that uh, everything kind of combined. To, to make it controversial because it was him. Yep. You know. Uh, well, and the coach's quote, that kind of well, sparks and it. And that's is, what I was going to say is I feel like the Blues yeah. falsely used this as a rallying cry, a rallying point. And I, maybe they did, maybe they didn't realize what that was going to result in. Yep. But well, they absolutely didn't. Yeah, Otherwise, right. they sure. certainly yeah. would not have done that. No, I don't mean what he in, was going to do. I mean like what their hindsight. fans were going to do oh, I mean, by riling them up in that way. Like, Barube knew exactly what he was doing by pulling the reputation bullshit. And the other players knew what they were doing, too. It's like they were trying to conjure up some sort of thing that, they could, that would motivate them. They didn't realize what it was going to do for, for Kadri. It's always easier to have an axe to grind in the postseason. Yeah. The yeah. best of seven and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Well, there's also Especially no immediate reaction. Game. Like, after the hit happens, they play two periods of hockey. Right. The Blues well, do like, nothing yeah, about it. There was, no, yeah. there was no penalty called. Uh, no nobody nobody no did anything. Right. It's that they lose the game, so it then was, they need something to ramp them back the up. Game, yeah. And then it was like, please, a piece of shot. Right. It was like, you guys right. had two... It was like six minutes into the first period. You had almost yeah, a whole exactly. game exactly. to do something about it. And you guys sat around 
and played a hockey game. You guys managed to just play a hockey game and then you lose and you're bitter and you're mad. And then the news comes out that he's actually hurt, hurt. Right. And won't be that around for the rest of the series. He throws the water bottle at Naz during the uh, during the post yeah, post game interview, which yeah, people seem split between that's hilarious and what. I mean, it just shows how soft he is. It's, it's like it's a pattern yeah. with him flinging his stick in yeah, Kadri's face yeah. from like six feet away. Well, right? and this is like the super tough guy goalie who always tries to to Mix get into up, other, yeah. get into fights with people when there are dudes in between. Yeah, and then when he had because like. He, he earlier in the series, he even skated over at an av and was like talking. Yeah, yeah. was like, oh, do you want to? Because when Nachushkin ran into him in game two, that put them on a five on three. He skated over to the blue line and was like getting tough with them. And it was like, yeah, yeah. There, there's nothing less tough than going at someone when you're essentially wearing a suit of armor. Right. Like your every part of you is covered. You're like, what? What's and, like and knowing that in no way yeah. is anybody in that building going to let you right, fight that right. guy, yes. even if even if that because if that guy goes over and sk- skates over and fights Jordan Biddington, like he oh. could just be like, he attacked me. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, total nonsense. Starts a riot Absolute on the nonsense. ice. It's yeah. like uh, guys that get in fist fights in the NFL when they're both wearing helmets. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, at least those, those at least those dudes start throwing them. Jordan <laughs> Bennington has yet to actually do that. I he just he just he does everything right up to the line of so, actually getting into it with somebody. A... He's the ultimate hold me back, bro guy. Yeah, oh, sure. Also, I didn't realize how much I hated him. Like when you see goalies, you don't even know what they look like. Then when they showed him in the box, yeah. I was like, oh, wow, really punchable face. Yeah. yeah. And, like, I want to fight you right now. Looks also, like, looks like a Minecraft character. Was it yes. at all discussed that like it looks like they might have been doing some sketchy shit up in that suite? What? No. That was did like you, my did first you guys hit me that like, on like, the watch like along? sketching no. the game? Like I saw him like <laughs> look down at his hands a little bit. I was like, what's he got in those hands? <laughs> Probably like know. a corn dog. You're I'm like, not what's happening. Accusations. <laughs> I'm just saying. New... I was curious if anyone else was like, what are they doing? Can you doing imagine that your goalie goes out and then he's pictured in the building, just like popping quaaludes? I, that's <laughs> what I, I kind of wish <laughs> RK had made this the surprise <laughs> topic of this TDSP. Like, <laughs> like we had Inve- prepared an another topic and then we came on here and now started breaking down sketchy footage. It's of, a Pruder like, film. Binning. I just learned yeah, what that is. What else is there in Denver sports right now than what Jordan Bennington was doing in the bin? I'm with you on this, by the way. We have no evidence, but I'm sure it was something <laughs> illegal. Positive. 100%. Okay. <laughs> One thing we <laughs> we haven't even gotten into the actual performance from Kadri yet. So AJ, yeah, I walk mean, us through it. like they needed something, right? You're in you're in game four and yeah. you're up two one and everybody Down one zero. Everybody everybody is like, you know, every time he touches the puck, he's getting booed. Uh, it's been a whole thing. Uh, he spent the last. Uh, 48 hours getting death threats and people in it like people weren't even messaging his Instagram they were messaging his cat the the cat Instagram that yeah. his wife Jazzy. has set up for him like and their foundation idiots. like yeah are you kidding me with this and and like she puts them all on blast eventually by the way normalize that yeah normalize screenshotting yes idiots yes racist bigots in your dms and posting their 100%. whole ass account on yep. the internet yeah 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 totally. i had a there was a blues fan that's been sending me things that z wants me to post and put that guy on blast and i just won't do it we're not gonna normalize i thought we just said we're well, yeah we normalize. just agreed to normalize i'm it. all about i'm i'm not gonna <laughs> Whatever. We'll, yeah, we AJ, won't get into that. It's a personal, a personal uh, choice, but I Thank say normal. You. Like athletes, just put these people on blast. They deserve to like. Is get there fired. anything that looks worse than the guy who, with his his face? Like you're looking at all of the screenshots, message, message. There's a guy with his face that he has sent to the, the Nazim Khan. You know what I'm talking? It's like oh I yeah, that was it just stands out. You're like. Bro, what is wrong? <laughs> Anyways, back to the game. Yeah, so he's been getting all this, all this stuff. The police presence has to is increased at the team hotel. It's hanging outside of his outside of his room. Um, they can't go anywhere. Like they get to the building, and the police are like escorting the team into it. And because he, you know, yeah, he was inundated with so many. It wasn't just the five screenshots that 
mm-hmm. Ashley released. Like ridiculous, right? Yeah. Uh, so he's been going. He's been going through an emotional ringer. Gets onto the ice, which any athlete will ever tell you. Like that's that's okay. That's the reprieve from right, all the nonsense. Right. Now I can just play a game. I can just play the. I can just play, and whatever. And it brings out the very, very, very best in him. He has a four point night. He has a hat trick, including the absolute dagger in the third period oh. that makes it five three. Uh, where it's Shout like, oh man, they are. About to go up three oh, no, one. The short side one. Yeah, they are about to go up three one in the series and sweep in St. Louis. Yeah, and it's Kadri. Oh. Like it's the everybody lost their mind about. Oh, he's a scumbag and he's this and that and like his character has been like publicly dissected for yep. forty eight hours. His family came under fire. He came under fire, but you know a combination of islamophobia and racism and death threats all wrapped up in one neat little bundle here uh and and goes out and drops a hat trick on that team in that in that city in front of all those fans that hate him that much in front of a head coach that threw him under the bus and then when had when he had an when given an opportunity to just say racism is bad. Yep. Said no comment. I'm I'm not interested in it. Who then walked that back and said, "Oh, we were aware of threats, but we didn't know it was racism." Which, like, okay, so threats were cool. Yeah. So he was cool with the death <laughs> threats yeah, to Nas. I know that one. But the racism was too far. Rich coming from a guy who was suspended during his playing career for on ice racism. Yep. Yep. Cool. Screw that yeah. guy. Uh, so it was the ultimate middle finger. It was the ultimate, mm. like, this was way bigger than hockey. And in, like, the annals of Denver sports history, this singular performance, a, a game four in round two, a, certainly a night that we're all going to remember. But had it just been, again, had JT Confer had that hat trick, we would be like, wow, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But I, it was the combination of everything that happened that made it such a special night. And I think Kadri's reputation does make that a little more special. It does. Right? Yeah. Because everything you said, I mean, you, you know, you, you framed it perfectly. That would be enough for a human to have to handle and overcome. Yeah. On top of this, this guy's dealing with the career reputation of kind of get him in massive trouble in the biggest moments when his right. team needs him the most and when he's really going to be able to play his style of hockey the most, right? Yeah. It's and kind of the, the tragedy of Kadri's career thus far is that when he's able to be that that badass, that pain yeah. in the ass, he hasn't really been on the ice because some horrible things happened that's got him suspend. He's made horrible decisions and yeah. he paid prices for those. And this was, this was a person being inundated with the worst of humanity and mm-hmm. having it bring out the best in him. Yeah. And if that doesn't speak to a person's character, oh, I know. I don't know what else I don't know what else possibly could. Yeah. <clears throat> that they threw the kitchen sink of ugliness at him and he rose above all and it brought out the very very best in him yeah. both on the ice and then after the game where, you know, for for those who hate, that was for them. Yep. Yeah. I I'm a big believer in like personal growth and the thing that kind of hurt or upset me the most about this whole thing is I truly feel like I've seen and witnessed Nazem Kadri's personal growth from his mistakes and especially this year it feels like he's come so far and realized like I have to change I cannot keep making these mistakes and I truly believe him when he says that. And I'm sure he said stuff like that before. But this year it felt really real. And like you read the Players' Tribune piece, which was obviously so touching. And, and yeah. you're like, this guy really is trying to change. So for this completely accidental thing to happen with absolutely no intent yeah. to result in this was like, that is what sucked so much. Is because I just know, like, he probably had a hard time sleeping that night just thinking, like, what if they do suspend me? You know, like he knew that he didn't, but like that whole thing. And then on top of that, he's getting all this shit. And I thought him going and scoring that hat trick and not only the, for those who hate comment, 
but him having like the maturity to to point out i know it's not everyone in st louis yeah. like he was just so on his game in that moment and in that I, whole game like that yeah. was that even further defined the personal growth of kadri this year and so i think in the end like it's it, it, it's part of a cool story but it also diminishes how disgusting what he had to deal with is to like make it just like a cool story well and like we treat it we sort of treat it as like this obstacle to get through mm -hmm. but it's not like oh well he scored a hat trick so hey guess what racism over. is over we did it guys <laughs> yeah like it's you know it's not an ob it's not like an obstacle you get through right you know one of the one of the 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 perspectives that kind of dominated over the course of the couple of days was that it wasn't it was like it doesn't just end. Yep. It's not like all of a sudden he's never going to get another death threat. He probably or got more that mark or yeah. whatever. It's it's but we treat it as like this like triumphant moment like, and, got, and and, and like the hat trick and... look it was great and in yeah. that moment that response that it, it was awesome it was a memorable night but it was really just the tip of the iceberg of he's been dealing with this his entire life. Yeah, he's been going through this, and he's been he's been fighting uphill against, uh, you know, just his his combination of his of his heritage and who he is, and uh, and his skin color, and you and you're talking about a dude that just has beaten those odds consistently in his career. Yep, yeah. and yeah. it all sort of culminated in that one night, and we all got a great a great moment out of it, a great night, a great a great night to remember yep. from it. And for me, because it's so unique in its nature, I think it's absolutely one that we'll remember forever. Yeah, this isn't this isn't just a great playoff performance. This was a great personal yeah. performance. This was man against so many different elements. Yes, I mean the goal after the power play, after he's viciously like. And just like cowardly attack, yeah, terrible. Was just amazing. It was so so great. Like, I, just fired felt up as so I've real been. in that moment. Who was? I mean, it, it felt great Perron? when he scored the first goal. You're like, oh, I know. He goes flying down the back. wing and he scores the short side. And now that all of a sudden the game is taking this big turn and they're up two one. And you're like, oh my gosh, what? Wow, this is crazy. And then it just gets better and better and better. Yeah. The only way it would have been better is had uh, the defenseman, I think it was Perunovic, not stopped the his empty net attempt. I know. That four. It would have been, four yeah, goals. a four-goal game. Yeah. Dude, the other thing was, like, his reaction after the goals was, like, how he's just like, ooh. Yeah. Dude, the, the ear cup. Oh, so it was, I, like. It's iconic. It was oh, so great, beautiful. Man. Like, I, at home, watching, I was like. I at first thought he was doing the ear cup. Upon further review, another, you know, diving into the... <laughs> Zapruder film, let's go. The Zapruder film. I think he was actually going like this. Like, I'm in your head. Yeah. Uh, I think he did both. Okay, well, hell yeah. Because More of that. he absolutely ear-cupped, and it was... Oh, so epic. So great. Like, I, he wanted to be the, the villain. He played the villain. They were like, look, he was like, all right, if I'm, if I'm the bad guy, I'm the bad guy, and I'm going to be the one to do this to yeah. you. Yep, yep. And it ruled. And just to add on to that moment and in, in how I'll remember it is the way that Avs fans responded last night. Like, the picture's up on the screen. Yeah. That was so special. And I tweeted it out today. Like, I take, like, immense pride in the way that our city is viewed. Um, just as, like, a sports city, um, as a city, you know, and just the way that the people are here. And the people who got there early – brought those signs stood there cheered his name all that stuff represented all of us so well and for that i'm super thankful and, and that's part of the memory and for his me. reaction during warm-ups yep. you know where he was like yeah he's like is... i see you guys yeah yeah and i think there's a hockey take in here somewhere that i don't know i don't even know if this is the place for it but like he's a free agent you know like i, I talked about this after the show i said you know if you were gonna try and build that bridge and say you should come back uh, in free agency. You should take less money to be here. It would start with how well he was supported during this whole incident. Not just by the fans, but right. the organization went to bat for him. The teammates went to bat for him. Yep. 
Um, unprompted, Eric Johnson was like, that's our guy. And and yeah. that's not the reason why anyone did that. But if it ends up oh, being of a, yeah, but if it ends up being a reason why he says like, man, I love Denver. Like right. I love well, these people. I want to stay here. You know, that's like, pretty awesome. It, it means we did something right. It's like when you get married and you're you're building your like list of of your boys that you're gonna have <laughs> be there, right? Like yeah. you're like, look, these guys did all these things for me, and it wasn't because they wanted to be my best man. Exactly, yeah. they did it because they the. They did it for the right reasons, right. and that's why they're there. Yep. And it's that's the relationship building. You do things for the right reasons, and you reap the rewards of a, a mutually beneficial relationship, Absolutely. a positive relationship. Yep. And right now, Nazem Kadri and the Avalanche are in as good a place as they've ever been with each other. Right. Please, I know that there's going to be somebody that watches this and is like, oh, yeah, after last night, they're in a great place. Yeah. I still think they are in a great place. <laughs> they are yeah. in a great place. <laughs> no doubt. Um, speaking of great relationships, we have a great relationship with Avaca TV. Oh, yeah. boy, do we. Um, watch the abs. Yeah. I, watch as I say, watch our show immediately after that's on the exactly GMBR right. channel. People could be watching on Avaca right People now. People might be watching this on Avaca right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As I say, they on definitely the, are. On the Broncos Three podcast, if you or anyone you know has been affected by billionaire greed uh, <laughs> keeping you from being able to watch your favorite teams, do we have the solution for you? It's Avaca TV, where you cannot just watch the abs. You cannot just watch the Nuggets. You cannot only watch. The Colorado Rockies. You can watch DNVR on there. And the best part about that Rapids is they're all too. right next to each other in the channel line. Yeah. That like that hypes me up. You know, like ESPN, ESPN two right next to each other. That's great. Altitude, DNVR. Uh, That's freaking good. We're ESPN News, you know, yeah. right there. ESPN well, Classic. A mammoth ESPN Rapids. News. Don't forget those yes, guys. Of course. Huh? Huh? So okay. Check out Ivaca <laughs> TV. It's actually a really great product. Uh, and it's cheap. 25 bucks a month plus $10 for your receiver. But when you use the code DNVR and you go to evaca.tv slash DNVR, you get 10 bucks off your first three months. So you won't even have to worry about that receiver. It's an awesome deal. So check out our friends over at Ivaca and also check out our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Ever heard of them, Andre? The best sportsbook in all the land. New users right now. Get in five bucks on an NBA money line. Get a buck. 50. Pretty, what? pretty sweet. And you don't even have to win your bet. Thank God for that. Giving out yeah, participation yeah. trophies. Let's go. Yeah, especially with how these NBA wow. games are going. You know, <laughs> if you blew it by quarter one and you know it already, it doesn't matter. DraftKings right. will None hook of the you NBA up. games are even entertaining anymore. Yep. So just bet your money. Don't even yeah. watch and get 150 it's outstanding bucks. Outstanding stuff. Um, do you have a con smite favorite for us, AJ, on DraftKings Sportsbook? Yeah, I mean, is it Fasileski at plus six hundred? Oh, oh. Get out of here! Boo! How's he gonna win Con Smythe from his couch? Yeah, yeah AJ. It's a great question. First ever. <laughs> that would be amazing. More like the couch Smythe trophy. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Got one. him. Yaddy. How about Connor McDefense? Oh, Kale McCarr. That's my pick. Well, it would help if he would score a goal. It yeah, would help. Would. It would I know. I've been missing him scoring he scored goals. scored a goal in the series. Not in this series. I know. But he, what, how many points does he have in the playoffs? Well, he came into the series with 10. Yeah, and I think he's had two assists in the series. Yep. Maybe so three. That's 12, baby. That is still a lot. That's a lot. It's They could okay. call that the Connor <laughs> McDavid Award in 50 years, the playoff MVP who never made it to the finals. <laughs> That could be the Connor McDavid award. Yeah, could be the Kel McCarr award. Do you think hey, hey, how dare you? Unbelievable. How? I thought you who liked is, the, Who is this man? What kind of community get, pillar are you? Get him off the show. <laughs> community's in <sighs> great peril. Where's my friend and what have you done with him? <laughs> yeah, for real. It's happened already. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, anyways. DraftKings Sportsbook. Bossy uh, would be a good one. Yeah. There you go. I told you. If you yeah, want an emotional yeah. hedge, that's the one. Yeah. Um, King Sportsbook, where you can also get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000 when you use the code DNVR. Sign-up, of course, must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of first pass bonus and first bet match. Each of $500, pass bonus cards are 25 bucks. Play through restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call one 4700 All right. We talked about Kadri, but we got to talk about some of the other ones. And maybe it'll give us an idea of where it kind of ranks. I don't really want to rank anything mm -hmm. just because I think all of these exist on their own. And, and especially the cadre one is so different from anything else, but I think it's a great opportunity to relive some of the best playoff moments in history. So Eric, I'll start with you. Let's go through some of these nuggets ones. Oh my God. So end of list. <laughs> wow. Kind of is. It's not a great list. Ooh. 
so you 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 just bury the abs. You just bury the nuggets. Who is who's safe uh, on this panel? As what far as community you're do you represent? No, what, which pillar are you looking to prop up? I tell you what, up? I'm all with I'm with all the doomers today. Ugh, Dude, you are doom but and or gloom. We, we rising up. It's our time. You're, 2012 you is here, baby. Does everyone realize oh, that? Uh, How terrible! I, I hate to be the one to tell you this. Hockey very unpredictable. Uh, abs, oh, is it? Abs are up. <laughs> Shit. They are up in the series. Uh, they played dominant to the point where. They like the Blues are so unbelievably fortunate to still for this still to be happening. They're gonna just they're gonna get dominated. And someone so like I tweeted out last night, abs are gonna be fine. And someone's like, that's what I said after Game Five against Vegas. And I'm like, wasn't but the they were thing. down three two after Vegas, Game Five against Vegas. Right, a little ambitious there. Yes, and th- at no point did the Blues look like they were I like out physically. Also- I was wrong in the past, therefore. <laughs> I'm wrong forevermore. A, a different person will be wrong in a different situation in See? a different setting. Now we're getting you back. Like, road, road teams are four yeah, and one dude, in I, this series. The past series, does so. not impact this yeah, series. No. Past no. results do not predict just, future uh, results. Um, I mean, it's the best predictor of future results is past, but... Yeah. Yes. Not, not in wrong. sports. Uh, or in, uh, <laughs> you're, I mean, you're, you're, you're not wrong. Anywho. Not uh, in my current <laughs> narrative that I will not let go of. All right. The Nuggets I'm had the greatest cluster of amazing playoff performances yeah. in the bubble. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Some will tell you that the bubble All should not be counted uh, amongst other playoff runs no, because no. of the unique circumstances that the, all the players found themselves under. I myself maintain and I argue that there, there is a psychological element in those playoffs that will never be experienced again in that all of the NBA was imprisoned at Disneyland and they couldn't <laughs> They weren't able. God, to, that sounds like a '90s comedy. I'm, I'm telling you, like, I'm amazed the Wayne's brothers didn't do that. Listen, like, 15 we watched, years ago. we watched the erosion of the psyche of uh, Paul George throughout the playoffs. Mm. We watched, Don't we do that every year? Yeah. Not like this. I, I, I'm telling you, like, there's a eroding. You, you see, like, uh, you see, like, um, documentaries about the Stanford prison uh, experiment, experiment yeah. and how when put in certain situations like human beings change and uh, there's just psychological pressure that you're not typically under. I mean, you'll talk, people will tell you like the purists, like George Carl, for example, will tell you going and having to play in front of opposing fan bases. There's nothing more intimidating. It causes, uh, you know, like tell that to much, Nazem Kadri. tell it to Nazem Kadri. Yeah. The point being uh, these playoffs this year, in the NBA are so atrociously terrible. That's what I was going to say. Uh, Play them in the bubble every uh, year if we can avoid the this the NBA shit. in the bubble every amazing. year. We saw nothing but iconic performances and, like, night after night shot after making night. And the Denver Nuggets. All basketball, baby. All basketball. All basketball nonsense. and oh. water slides, as I recall. <laughs> from seeing on Instagram. And Mickey Mouse. <laughs> and Mickey Mouse. And, uh, and complaining about like the food that you were served, which is much better than like the food some that of the, you were served. Some of the great... like. NBA vlogs of all time. Oh, the top, right. top vlog material. Yeah. It's amazing we're actually talking about a real moment in history, and this isn't like some bit we're doing yeah, right it's now. True. Well, he's talking it about them being imprisoned in Disneyland, and <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm like trying to think, like, what was it like for the NHL players imprisoned in that hotel in Much worse. Much right. worse. Yes, like, at, least, at, least like, yeah. at least like the NBA players were imprisoned in a place that was meant to bring joy. Yes. Yeah. Even if it yeah. was bringing psychological horror. In between right. games, right. they're all like hanging out. It's yeah. like, the um, what was the Just wandering the by ball- taking picture of the Donovan Balkan Mitchell. boys? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Spider running into they're at the pool. Jamal. Coach yes. Malone's in the bucket hat. All the same, like oh, I, I we'll just never see anything like it again. But no, it, pre- it, it presented us with incredible, iconic moments. Uh, not only because of where we were in the world, in that we were all also imprisoned at home, uh, looking for absolutely anything. I was here. We were right. here. <laughs> yeah, well, you were getting yeah. COVID. Uh, we were, it, no, we, we were, in the no, but we were like three. all looking for anything, any shred of normalcy, yep. anything to like remind us that the the world that we once knew was still existing, and we could return to it at some point. But then, piled on top of that, there was unbelievable civil unrest, which seems improbable if you think back. If we were all trapped in our houses, how were we also all out rioting? I don't know how we did this. Um, but there was just like there was just a confluence of events that made what Jamal Murray did in that bubble run just like so unbelievable and just like will never be matched again. Not, I mean, just from a statistical standpoint, yeah. he literally performed better than prime Michael Jordan. He had two 50-point games within uh, 
Three two games, games of each right? other. Yeah. The Nuggets turned in one of the least inspiring performances I've ever seen in my entire life in Game Three against the Jazz. I was ready to disavow the team. I've was, never seen anything like. I was ready. The we were Nuggets ta- guys. After we were that sitting. Game. Or we, we were sitting here like. Do we have to talk about a trade package for Jokic? Like, what are we doing? What is this? Like, I, I, the one I remember is like Jamal Murray for Ben Simmons or something. Dude, we were like Jamal Murray right. for uh, Patrick Beverly. Uh, <laughs> Jamal Murray for uh, open space on the bench. Like, the, it was. We got so decimated in Game Three. Rudy Gobert absolutely just owned Nikola Jokic, and then a f- switch just flipped. And from that point forward. Jamal Murray was so locked in. He was hit like if you actually look at the the stats during that time, like he was hitting uh, his three point shot at around fifty percent, which is unheard of, yeah. especially in a. I mean, I, in the playoffs, the, it, it's it's funny to say the playoffs because I do agree with George Carl in that the fact that you don't have people screaming at you like allows you to focus more and you you're you know you maybe you're not as apt to miss shots because you're not nervous in the same way all the same like you're still playing uh, against the no top. respect for the uh, people on the zoom calls on the TV <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I did well I did, did any of you do that by the way where, where, I was never attend? invited to I knew somebody that did it and they were like I was on a Zoom call with Charles Barkley. It was awesome. <laughs> um, this is like Katie Wingy. Totally, totally. But I mean, so they somehow get through the 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 Jazz series where he and Donovan Mitchell are just trading blows like we've never seen before. Yeah, jo- Donovan Mitchell scoring sixty points, Jamal Murray scoring fifty points in multiple games back to back. They were just uh, and and Jamal Murray scoring in like. Those 360 layups, just oh, yeah. like yeah. highlight after highlight after highlight, like things that will never be forgotten in Nuggets lore. And then to go into, to overcome the goddamn jazz in, in the most heroic oh. fashion, almost lose it. The, the the ball is one inch from going in and from Mike Conley. He, they almost win the series. So we're on a razor's edge, make it to the next round, immediately go down 1-3 <laughs> again. Yeah. Immediately go back yeah. down 1-3 and we're like, uh, whatever. I mean, like, <laughs> that was cool. Round one was cool. We were cool. kind of, like, jokingly being like, well, they did it once. They yeah, yeah it totally. Again. Totally. We were like, whatever. And then mm-hmm. somehow they did nuggets it. activated. Somehow they did it again. Just absolutely the exact same s- switch. Flipped it. I don't know why they turned it off after the first round. They turned it back right. on. Right. They should have just kept it on. Jamal Murray yeah. scores 40 points. He scores 50 points. It's like he... Well, in all these games, too... It's unreal. Even it's not like they came, they went down one three, and then just started mowing teams down. Like they went down one three, and then every other game they were down ten at some yeah, point. Yeah. Like, and then they were like, "All right, fine, let's see if we can, you know." Like, that that bubble run, I, I am bulletproof at this point. <laughs> Nothing can bother me ever. Like I yeah, went through insane. the full gauntlet of human emotion. Was I insane. was the lowest I've ever been. After the Jets. the highest I've ever been. The mediumist I've ever been, <laughs> all in a row, and we just like the elation that I felt when they beat the clip. When I when they beat the Jazz, I felt relief. When they oh, beat the, the Clippers, Clippers, I felt just elation. Yeah, yeah. And then it also helped that they'd done so much shit talking when they were up three one. Oh, the Clippers. Go! And it's and it's always and, 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 so easy to and be it's big always when a you're ahead. It's always like, a Morris uh, to it. Yeah, the Joke more, around and find out, my friends. The, the more I always the get themselves I, the in trouble. The more I of the story I, is, yeah. don't yeah. mess around with the Denver Nuggets and Nikola Jokic. But the, it just things we will, the most probably iconic moment, uh, which didn't actually come after the best game, was Jamal Murray's interview yeah. after game five, or was it six? Chills, man. Um, I think it, it was. The, this was at the height of the Brianna Taylor. Uh, unfortunately, there's like that portion in time is like divided into two different weeks when it was a different person we were outraged about. Yeah, which um, is... and he was just so overcome with emotion. He had those sneakers on that were hand painted, and then uh, after giving a an interview where he was so emotionally raw and he was holding back tears mm-hmm. then pictured in the yeah. uh, the ramp leading out to the locker room just like overcome oh, by emotion leaning down um the last thing forgotten. for me in that moment is how drained you can just see he is yeah he's physically drained because yes. he just left everything on the court he's emotionally drained because of everything that's going on and meanwhile he's got a camera and a microphone in his face talking to the world Yes. And you can just see how hard it is for him to like conjure up, you know, 
w the words that describe how yes. he's feeling and like that yeah. was so powerful in that moment it was just watching jamal be like I, like i don't I, I mean i'm just leaving everything out there like he could barely think barely speak he was so overcome with emotion and of course there's the, the picture of him oh, afterwards which unbelievable what well, i mean goosebumps with every time freedom yeah. Right there yeah. Too. with the freedom, freedom. Of i mean yeah. like truly i have that sticker on truly on my a, water bottle. a moment that will never be forgotten i mean this is it, it, as far as the uh imagery that represents the denver nuggets it's dikemi matumbo holding up the b basketball and yeah. it's jamal murray yeah. kneeling on the ramp outside of uh outside of that game and so i mean really like at the end of the day like the the greatest playoff performance was this entire run by jamal murray he just turned in Performances like we'll literally never see again. Yep. One after the next. Perfectly said. Any other ones that you want? You feel like deserve a. a I mean, moment Carmelo in the Anthony sun? had uh, great playoff moments um, in the yeah, more the buzzer beater sense. against the the Mavericks. But the that's Mavericks, more of like a, a moment, three. playoff moment rather than a playoff performance. Yeah, Nikola Jokic, uh, you know, has every game. That's just it. The thing Jokic about Jokic against yeah. Lillard. Yes. In the game where Lillard oh, just yeah. would not let Portland die. And yeah, yes, and uh, a lot of Austin Rivers looks at the sky Jokic's like, thank best God, games, when he yeah. finally misses yeah. one shot. Um, but the thing about Nikola Jokic is he's just like a Panzer tank. He just rolls like he's just so dominant yeah. Yeah. every game yeah. that it's it's unfair to him. But it's like hard to have like he has one game where he scored I think forty three points against the Spurs in uh, the playoff performance before the bubble, and that was like. Ridiculous, but they lost. All the right. best playoff performances the... statistically, they lose. Typically. Yes, and also fifty-five minutes. Yes, against Portland, the triple overtime where Jokic played all but like right five right. minutes in a oh an, an hour-long game. Um, he broke the uh, stat counter on NBA.com because it was not <laughs> yes, programmed for yes. it to go to the numbers he played. Yes, and all so in the said face he of... played like six minutes or something. <laughs> right, but like 16. all in the face of everyone telling him that he's a fat guy from Serbia. That yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. that that that's who we're talking about. Like this is a guy that's just completely unaffected by everything, just goes about his business. Even people in Denver were calling him out of shape still at that point. Right, and you're like, bro. Uh, what are you talking about? Like no other NBA player has logged these kind of minutes ever. Yeah, insane. Yep. That that's the one that kind of sticks out to me. And of course, the Nuggets lost that one, so it doesn't really count. <laughs> I bet you um, did. <laughs> but I mean, it, truly, with him, it's like we talked about a David Thompson game. Yep, <laughs> uh, where he had thirty-seven, six and six to like win in Game Seven, send the Nuggets to the Western Conference Finals. Seventy-six, and it's like, oh, so he just had like a standard Jokic game. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Like, like oh game three cool yeah like that's it's it's kind of hard to like conceptualize he he basically steps on the floor and gives you 30 10 10 ish every time he goes out there in a playoff yeah. game yeah yeah well and in the playoffs it might be more 30 15 10 yeah he's that's his true yeah 10 is yeah 10 is, is short shorting him so uh all right want to talk a little broncos here or should we and then we'll finish with some of the, the other abs ones Sure. Um, obviously, you have the drive, which statistically isn't going to be much. So Again, much like kind of the MVP. The yeah. The moment. But, it's a moment. But not a, a, it's an extended moment. It's not just like one throw, you know, like, like Tebow to DT drive. is definitely a moment. Yeah. Um, but well. That's like a whole drive, but it still, I think, goes closer to the moment side of things. Terrell Davis, obviously, Super Bowl 32 is way up there. And I think one of the more comparable to some uh, like the Kadri moment, the Jamal Murray moment. It's not social injustice or racism or death threats. He's dealing, though, in the biggest game of his career <laughs> with a massive migraine. He has to be on the field while he can barely see as a decoy. And he still breaks, I mean, all sorts of records. The three touchdowns is the one that rushing touchdowns is the one that still stands. But 157 rushing yards on 30 carries against the defensive front that everyone and their mother said there was no way the Broncos could run on. Yeah. Yes, I mean. Go back and watch that Super Bowl. It's the first thing they talk about. It's glorious. When it's uh, just the Broncos offense gets on the field oh. is the size of their offensive yes. line yes. against Gilbert Brown yeah. and, the, and the defensive oh, and line. Gilbert Brown's on the sideline sucking air by the, by the time <laughs> yeah. TD's done with him. So that's an all-timer. Under I think underrated performance, Denver's running backs in the revenge game against Jacksonville to start that playoff yeah. run because yeah. they had just what yep. had happened in Denver the year before with yep. the Jags. And, you know, Brunel and McArdle and Means and those guys. Yeah. And then the next year they come back 
and then they get that punt block and they go and and you know he blocks the punt and it sticks in his arm mm -hmm. and he just runs into the end zone yeah. and you're like oh Not my again. god this is happening right, again right, right this is good uh, what is with the jags in denver and then they literally run over them yeah. where uh terrell davis has 100 yards rushing he had what 188 yeah and then well and then Derek laville comes in yeah, and has 100 yeah, yards yeah. rushing yeah. and then they took him out because he had a couple of yeah. touchdowns <laughs> right. and then von hebron comes in and has like 80 yards Amazing. of his own oh my god on like seven carries or whatever yeah, and they literally ran the jags out out of Denver yeah. and out of relevance for the next 15 years. It, it yeah, actually no goes kidding. to, it's really true. 20. Um, <laughs> it actually goes to a, uh, something I was saying today about the Broncos, you know, new scheme and how it, if the offensive line is working right in that scheme, it doesn't matter who you put back there. And obviously, you, you know, you talk about that game, but like, they were just mowing them down. Yeah. And so it was just like, put anyone back there. They're going to run free. Well, literally, they take TD out because they're like, well, this is done. And then Derek LaVille, they're like, well, yeah. we're going to take Derek LaVille out now because yeah. he has down. a couple of touchdowns and 130 yards rushing. Yeah. Yeah. And then Von Hebron's like, all right, my turn. And like, what? Von yeah. Hebron? Yeah. Yeah, insane. He also, his other, his highest, that's the second highest most rushing yards in playoff. A career history. The other one's game one against Miami the next year. Um, the 31 3 yeah, at home. Lights yeah. him up 199 a, yards. Oh, get him the one more yard. I, what are we doing here? TD in the playoffs is. TD in the playoffs. And, and that's TD why, in the playoffs is why he's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, probably the best God. playoff running back of all time. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, one of the greatest playoff like, performances. Girl, in, in, there was no better. Yeah. 100%. One of the Barry greatest Sanders playoff wishes. performances. <laughs> he does wish. The, the Lions have been in the playoffs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, for real. <laughs> and then, then Smith wishes, too. Oh, Vaughn Super Bowl game. 50's way up there. Okay, and so that's what I was going to go to next is Vaughn. And Vaughn, you can almost just go with the whole playoffs as his performance, right? Yeah. Like, they go through... Similar to R Terrell. Roethlisberger, Brady... And Cam Newton, by the MVP way, the Cam MVP, Newton. I believe unanimous MVP that year, uh, Cam Newton. Jokic um, And Vaughn was just on a tear that whole playoffs. And it's so cool because all these people that we're talking about, um, Kadri, we haven't quite seen it yet from, but like there's certain people that have an extra level they can yep. go to in the playoffs. Oh, Jamal is absolutely one of them. Of course, of course Jokic. TD obviously turned it up a notch in the playoffs. Elway uh, for sure. And Vaughn, though he sadly didn't get to see that much of it. Obviously, he's injured um, during the 2013 run. They have the 2015 run and then never make the playoffs again with Vaughn. But, like, we saw it. Like, he went to the next level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously, it culminates with Super Bowl 50, two strip sacks in the game. And he would, like... It was unreal watching that defense led by him, the way they were disrupting two Hall of Fame quarterbacks and yeah. a MVP yeah. that season uh, in Cam Newton throughout that entire run. And Vaughn was just unstoppable, straight up unstoppable. Yeah. Well, in the AFC Championships, way up there, you could talk about Vaughn that year. You could talk about DeMarcus Ware. Oh my God. Obviously, the whole team performance is above all else, so you almost can't talk about, about an individual's, but... That's like, if I'm down and I need like 30 plays to go to, that's that's what I go to. And I miss that so much. Like watching the watching a game with Von Miller on the field when it gets down to the point where like the other team is in desperation mode. You know they have to throw a pass, and you're like, it's Von Miller time, baby. Yeah. Yep. There's a sack. No. I know there's a sack coming, and there always would be. I want to give a special shout out to Steve Atwater in Super Bowl 32 because mm -hmm. I've always said that if he doesn't drop that interception, he has just a good of cases for Super Bowl MVP as TD did. Yeah, because so insane. He was wrecking a menace ball. Yeah. in that game, yeah. a one man menace in a defensive backfield that wasn't very good against and, a potent passing offense yeah, and that like, needed every play from Steve. Like it, it started with him trying to kill Antonio Freeman on the opening touchdown and Freeman does a great job of holding on yeah. and then it just ramped up like the violence ramped up from there from yeah. Atwater because he was well, I mean it, it got to the point where at the end of the game he knocks out himself 
He knocks out uh, Randy Hilliard and uh, Robert Brooks. (laughs) All all three of them in one play go down on that. uh, On I think it was the third down, right before right before the fourth down play that ended the game, and and like he has a forced fumble because and he had I, I think he had another sack. Like he was an absolute holy terror. And that was the one thing like I didn't remember watching it as a kid. But when I went back and watched it live, I was like, holy crap, dude. You talk about Steve making Atwater your... wrecked this game. Yeah. Yeah. You talk about making your presence felt. Yeah. Especially against a passing offense like that where like you need them to feel against to the back to back MVP yeah. in Brett Favre, mind you. Um yeah. this is kind of sad. It probably would have been funny like ten years ago, but now it's sad. Steve told me like he knocked himself out. You know, it's like two. There's one play I think after that. Uh, the next, like that was third down. There was yeah. a fourth down. He's like, I was. So, I didn't even know. Like when we won the Super Bowl, I didn't even react because I didn't even know like what time it was. What yeah. Like where we were in the game. I just saw everyone start jumping around, and I was like, we won. That's so scary though. <laughs> and, and that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like it's. Well, and you go back and you want, and it's, it's like scary. very classic, like violent level of football, and that's what he did. I mean, that's who he was. Was that's why he had shoulder problems at the end of his career, is because he used it. He used those shoulders. Dude, yeah, he for was sure. he was a truck of of a safety, and in that game, it I I don't think it ever got better for Steve Atwater than in right. that game in right. particular. It's hilarious when you see Steve stand next to like Justin Simmons. You're like those guys play the same position. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like crazy, man. like. Steve, I, I always say, I, I legitimately think if Steve Atwater was a product in, in today's football, he would be an edge rusher. Like, that's how big he was playing safety. It's wild. I mean, he is Hassan Reddick's size. Yes. Who is an edge rusher in the modern NFL. Anyway, go back and watch that game. And- yeah. The only other one we haven't mentioned is Elway Super Bowl 33, his final game, 336 passing yards, the long bond to Ron Smith, which is the one touchdown he had. Does throw pick 18 to 29. They're just such elite performances we've got here with the Broncos, but that certainly belongs up there. And Peyton put up 400 uh, against the Patriots, which is dope, uh, in the 2013 AFC Championship game, which would probably be remembered a lot more if it weren't for what happened a couple weeks later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Champ against the Patriots, too. With the That's yeah, the yeah. ninety-nine yard almost pick six. Yeah. yeah, I was there for it that. It was great in that game, though. Like he, we, yeah, we yeah, talked yeah. about that yeah. play, right? But that was the year that it was, you know, two thirds of the earth mm-hmm. is covered by water, and the other third is covered by Champ Bailey. Absolutely. Oh well, I mean, they make a run to the AFC Championship. It's the only playoff. Yeah. It's the first playoff game Brady Belichick lose together. Right. It was I mean, like it's, the first it's a big deal. It was the first like popping of the of their bubble. Hell yeah. Yeah, Yeah. they never recovered. A a lot of these for the Broncos came against the Patriots, which is kind of cool. Within the last twenty years, twenty-five. Which is why when people are like, everyone calls me like a Tom Brady hater or something. I'm like, I don't need Tom Brady. The Broncos own Tom Brady. You're like, what's the yeah? Who cares? It's like today on the Av Show, we had people who were like, "Oh, you guys sound nervous about Jordan Bennington. Why? Yeah, that was, that, my, that was my point online. Like, why would the Avalanche feel compelled to take out Jordan Bennington? They've they've beat him so many times. Like, what? That's the guy they swept last year. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. what are we talking about? They, yeah. they at that point they had won uh, seven out of eight attempts against the Jet or the uh, Blues in the playoffs. They're like, we got to get rid of this Bennington. Yeah, well, <laughs> he has a losing record in his career against them. All right, we finished with the Avs. Um, oh, and I guess a, quickly a, a shout out to a couple Rockies ones. Obviously, the least Let's go uh, Rockies depth ones. of any of these. Kyle Freeland against the Cubs. Yes, was end of list. Epic. epic. It was epic. so epic. Um, yeah, baseball's kind of harder, right? Like it's more like well, they just oh, causes NLDS 07. Too many holidays NLCS 07. Too like, many. I mean, like Jeff Francis in Game One yes, against the yes, Phillies. Yes. Where he yep. strikes out the side in the first inning, yeah. and you're like, and like Jeff Francis, not a strikeout guy. No, and that no. includes Jimmy Rollins and Ryan yeah. Howard. AKs yeah. that day, and I mean Chase Ryan. Lee. I yeah. swear Ryan Howard looked like he he just like swung and missed every pitch Francis threw at him. That yeah, day. well he kept throwing him off speed. Stuff, <laughs> so he, great, was a, he was a year ahead of it. So it was so great. funny. Like, um, Howard had like 50 homers and just like. Yeah. Couldn't get within a foot of what yeah, Francis was throwing. Handle that oh, change up. He was, that was so yeah, great. He was 
off the field. Matt Holiday was awesome throughout the entire NLCS against the uh, yeah. D-backs. Yeah. But game four, like to close yeah, it out, he, has, time, he has a bomb and I think a double on top of that. Maybe yep. something else. Um, Three ribbies that day. For sure. <clears throat> yep. Um, that was more like a body of work yes. than like a game. Totally. Totally. He That's deserved the thing, MVP. right? Yeah. 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 Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other Rockies ones we're missing. There's a, like a, a nice Kazmatsui game three in the NLDS with uh, a triple and one of only two RBIs on the game. You know, it's pretty like. Yeah. It's more like the Rockies success was uh, in the playoffs was more about moments. Yes. Yeah. You know, like Jamie Carroll sack fly, you know, stuff like that. Oh, right. Like, yeah. 100%. Small ball stuff. You know, Tony, Tony. A lot Walters of hitters with were. The game yeah. Single in Chicago. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, but it's that's, more of those He was probably like one for five or something in that game. Or one he was for there. Six. He was not even that. Oh, because he came in. He was their last bench player. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. The last guy and before they had to start No going. one was getting well, hit that's in like that game. That's like 0-0 going into the 10th. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And the one guy not on the list of Rockies. Uh, great I mean, even the guys who Nolan played Arenado. in relief. He actually, did, Street, the he actually did have a home run in the game in Arizona where they like uh, were down big because yeah, John yeah, yeah. Gray got shelled to the high heavens. But they oh, came yeah. all the way back, and no one did have a bomb in there. You're right. Yeah, okay, and fine. then you give up a triple to our Archie to the Bradley, pitcher, yeah. the reliever. Yeah. Archie yeah. Bridge, yeah. All right, let's finish with some Hold abs on. ones. We have I'm... one uh, Rapids one in the comments here. Okay. You can read it. Well, I mean, lots of big Connor Casey, you know. Dre, you want to talk us through this? Never forget the Mac Kenji destroying his ACL to score the goal that won the MLS Cup for the at Rapids in 2010. I actually remember <laughs> that game, but I didn't Omar know he Cummings? destroyed his ACL. No, I, I knew that, but I don't um, remember the goal. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember the goal either. I remember a lot of Omar Cummings doing magical stuff down the wing. and Connor Casey. Connor Casey bowling goals in. Yeah, I just like intimidating the ball to go into the goal. Man, as a, as a new Pidsman, I need to know this. I don't know all these things. I need to be filled in so that I can. Be well, well, we'll have plenty of TDSP uh, rapids. <laughs> I'd like to hear the full history you know. right now, if you don't mind. Well, well <laughs> did I put you guys on the spot? Sorry. Uh, we're focusing more on Big Four right now, actually. Um, yeah, can we count sixty-two thirty-six as a playoff game? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Chris Brown. No, okay, you can't. Um, Let's finish with the abs. There's a, actually a lot to pull from here. What's I the think. greatest Buffs playoff moment? Ishmael Rucker not getting caught the flag on the punt? Bro. <laughs> All right, abs, let's go. Why are you going to come at me like that? I don't know. <laughs> Remember when Ryan said he had to be off at five? I know. I'm supposed to meet with Spencer, but I don't see him. Um, the, abs ones, the abs ones I actually kind of struggled with because, like, Patrick Waugh, Game 6, 2001, in New Jersey. Um, the Avs didn't play well that game. They did not deserve to win that game. Patrick Waugh just refused. He just outplayed Marty Brodeur and Which, stole the Stanley Cup, basically. Yeah, yeah. And then the next game, you have a two-goal game from Alex Tange. Yep. Yeah. And in, like, Including games, the game, like game, game seven, 7 lore, right? Yep. Yeah. You you have a multi goal game in a game seven that your team wins like you're a hero for the rest of your life. I can close my eyes and I can see that second goal, the big rebound that was given up. He's coming up. Yeah, the ring. one of my favorite one of my favorite hockey plays of all time, mm. because it's a set play where they win the face off and Sackick just takes off up the wall and Adam Foot with the perfect, like Adam Foot you think of as like the defensive defenseman, yeah, yeah. not a guy that contributes a lot of offense not exactly killing the car with this well and, and it was an absolute perfect up and out off the glass mm -hmm. onto sackick stick because mm -hmm. colin white sucked and he tried to pinch <laughs> and hold it in at the blue line it gets behind him that's how it creates the two-on-one and sackick receives it and it's the perfect pass off the pads like new jersey could not it, the only difference that the, they could have done is Colin White could have tried to actually play defense. Yeah, tried to actually not hold that in. Yeah. But it was such a perfect play oh. from foot. That you don't see guys go high off the glass on a set play like that. Yeah. And like it's just it's it's like one of those like small hockey things yeah, that you yeah. notice. Uh and it's it's absolutely perfection. It could not have been executed better yeah. on any level from any guy involved. And how sick is that? In the biggest play, the biggest game, yeah. the biggest moment, they executed that perfectly. Yeah. Like, that's like what you dream about. Yeah, in a 1-1 game. Yeah, man. On a defensive zone face-off. <laughs> 
pretty and cool. And you and you and. Six seconds later, you're you're the puck is in the net at the other end. That's what an engine that team was. They were so good and so dangerous. They could do anything they wanted. Uh, and you know, know that just, team did just quickly. They lost some games. They, you know, that's we actually talked about it today. You know what they did is they had a three-one series lead in the second round against the against Blues. the L.A. against Kings. the L.A. Kings, oh, the Kings, and they got shut out in back-to-back games Yikes. in games five and six. That team shut out in back-to-back games by Felix Pavan, and I remember this. They win. They win game seven. Peter Forsberg goes to dinner, ruptures his spleen, and misses the rest of the postseason. Jeez, crazy. <laughs> Good and thing Twitter won. wasn't around then. Huh? Yeah. Yikes. Oh my God! The meltdown. Yeah, the meltdown. Well, and then they played the Blues in the conference finals. Yeah, the Blues is what I I, I had because I had uh, tickets to. Uh, I think it was, it was Game Five. Uh, I don't know. I have to do the math. Anyway, uh, clearly a great memory for me. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I just remember watching Joe Sakic score one of his iconic goals. I was up in the corner. Uh, Joe Sakic, uh, a little wrister from the the, the, uh, the little dot there. Tell you what, that wrister <laughs> made a lot of moments. Yeah, yeah. wrister from the dot that covers yeah seventy percent of his goals. <laughs> We've also got crazy. sixty-three saves from Y and triple overtime against yeah, Florida. That's right? game four, an absurd number. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah you I think mean, <laughs> not really. It's triple overtime. Yeah, Fair enough, that's true. Um, but like the think, fact that it's the Stanley Cup final game, think, right? Think about uh, think about that five overtime game a couple of years ago. Yeah. Where Jonas Corposalo's first ever playoff game, and he makes 85 saves. Wasn't there? There was a Colorado high school game this year that went to an absurd amount of overtime. I think it was the state championship. It was like Fort Collins versus someone else. Fort Collins ended up losing, but their goalie I made like 79 yes. saves or something. <laughs> I'd put it as an honorable mention Hamburglar. And uh, that yeah, game, oh, Craig Anderson. That game, he's still in Nashville. Yeah, Andy, Craig and Anderson's game, way up game, there. Game yeah. three against San Jose yeah. in 2010. Was that a 50 um, save shutout? It was. Yeah. I think it was actually 51. Yeah, no. there's a one in there for sure. Uh, and Forsberg, then six points. The, is funny, the one. funniest thing is is that the best part of that was the on-ice interview afterward. Which is what? Where he, Kyle Keefe tries to talk to him, and the crowd won't let him. They're just chanting Andy, uh... Andy, Andy. And he, and like Craig Anderson, like, knows. And so he's just like standing there, and he's got like the like the slyest grin on his face, <laughs> like he he like he knows he just shut down the best team in hockey that year was the shark they the sharks that sharks team yeah. ruled yeah and like he just locked them down and because the Avs won that they got outshot like fifty one to eighteen and they win one nothing <laughs> right on a fluky goal on an own goal in overtime <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. That's that one unreal. that one really sticks out. That's to in me. the that was actually the uh first game that was the first Avs game um that I had attended after I moved back to Oh, Denver. that's mm-hmm. sick. That is so sick. That's in the crazy. comments we have Travis asking, remember um no, when Patrick is it a Rapids Wall- comment? In game three, after he declared no more rats. Yeah, so Patrick Waugh, uh, obviously in the 96 Cup Finals, uh, the Panthers were throwing rats onto the ice after they scored every goal. and Actual rats? No. Plastic rats. Okay. <laughs> Rubber rats. Uh, but a I real, mean, you never know in hockey. The whole, the, the whole thing so got true. started with real a real rat. And real okay. When uh, future blues oh. legend Scott Bellenby hit a rat with his stick and... Uh, in the in the like in like the hallway. Oh my god! Yeah, Hockey's the greatest, and man. it turned into a whole like that was when their run started, and oh. so that's why the rats became a huge part, like an iconic part of their run. And Patrick Waugh hated it so much he gave up a goal in Game Three, uh, and he like retreated. There's a famous picture of the rats just all around, and he's literally inside the net as they come down. And after the game, he said no more rats, and he didn't give up a goal after that. So oh bad. my god, that is so yeah. fucking badass. There, uh, Patrick Patrick Waugh is the human embodiment of big dick energy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. Unfortunately, that, that what a great that, way that, to put it. It, it does not turn off. Directions. It does not turn off. <laughs> it's a double it applies, edged BD. It, it applies in all facets of <laughs> so life, and it is not always a good thing. <laughs> but in the world so of sports. <laughs> If in a singular position such as goaltender, if the pendulum it's of why the pendulum he's the best balls ever. are swinging in your direction, great. I can't if, believe I, I didn't know that story. Yeah. You make me rethink no that whole him 
pushing that's the so glass epic. with yes. the other coach. Yes. It, it's, that's the BDE. That's the BDE <laughs> back and forth. Him and the Anaheim coach, right? Bruce we, Boudreau. Yeah. We, need a, we need a no more rats moment. It, well, they need a Patrick Watt type of player. Um, <laughs> yeah, bro. So, I know. Who does uh, I would also say, uh, for, again, from the 96 series against Florida, um, Peter Forsberg's first period hat trick in game two. Yeah. Then we almost had one last night. Pretty pretty good way to uh, to get off a to a start in the game. And Does he have six points in that one? No. And then okay, that's that's another Forsberg game. Uh, that was a regular season game. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. we almost had a first period hat trick last night. By the way, shout yeah. out to uh, Mile High Profit who was here last night. Really put the profit in Mile High Profit before the game. He told me Nathan McKinnon's getting a hat trick tonight. So, Ooh, wow! I called really? on air that the Avs were going to score first, and it was going to be Nathan McKinnon, and they were going to win the first period. Let's go! And so, all when all I those things happened, that. I was I was rolling. And what's and what's, what's messed up about all this is it should have been we should have been talking today about okay, Kadri was amazing, obviously, yeah, and all the stuff we talked about. Yeah. But Games then four McKinnon, and five, yeah, and that goal. Uh, is yep. that more impressive than the rookie game three against Minnesota? Game two. Game two? Yeah. You think yesterday's performance is better? Yeah. That goal is truly one of the best oh my individual God. moments I've ever seen in a hockey game. Dude, that was the dopest goal I've ever seen, <laughs> all things considered. That yeah. drag, that toe drag, was the fastest thing I've ever... Like, I, I mean, I've obviously seen... I've seen dirty dangles, bro. Not like <laughs> that, man. That was so... Fast and then the flip, I was just like, everything it took me he did a, like, was it, yeah, it was all in of the it. back of the net so quickly that like he was skating around and was almost back to the avalanche bench by the time I was my brain had caught up with what had just happened. And I looked around, everyone else's chair, I was like, ah! <laughs> like I couldn't process yeah. it, was too goddamn fast. Yeah, it was madness. Yeah, the elevation was the part Jesus. that how quickly he got that thing uh, to up. the roof. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. And uh, it sucks it got wasted. It, it really does suck. Um, but now he just gets to go do it again tomorrow. I want to finish this talking about the Avs. We'll mm. go around. We're going to finish with AJ. Kill, I mean, kill McCarr's first game. Yeah. Oh, that, and, that's a moment. And, well, I mean, that game. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't like one guy. It was like the team was like, yeah, we're going to show Calgary what's up. Yep. <laughs> okay, we're going around. Eric, your concern level about the Avs, 1 to 10. Uh, zero. Andre. Yeah, I said in the negative on bets. Yep, I'm at zero. Where are you? I'm at like a two. All right, that's good. Yeah. We can wrap up there. I actually do I, have to go I now. like strongly, strongly believe that this will either be the thing that brings out the best in them and we'll see it tomorrow or it's a thing that breaks them and defines the era i don't think there's any in between and i don't and i just don't me just my personal opinion i don't think that that's going to be that second one but it happens yeah listening to them last night man was it just inspired a lot of confidence in me didn't even bother yeah i, I skipped it entirely well, you I didn't knew, hear i knew what it, i knew what was coming I didn't need to know it. They were I already. I already knew that they were already in St. Louis. They were unfazed. It felt to me that they were. They were already in St. Louis, and I feel like they are gonna wander into Enterprise Center tomorrow, Dick first, and just drop the hammer. Oh, oh hell smoke. yeah! Like, Holy smokes! It's my. It's my. Um, I'm <laughs> of the opinion that they are. Wait, like they are going to like bring the building with them when they clinch the series tomorrow. We don't want that building. Right? Um, and well, right, but it's going to be something they can wipe their ass with in the oh, next wow. round. That sounds wi like wildly like, uncomfortable, but all the same, I, the like gesture. I'm of the opinion that they're about to like end that franchise. Let's go because I think it's I think the anger is going to be the thing that they take from it. But you have to recognize that the other thing is possible. Totally, <laughs> it's the world of sport for a reason. And. Yeah. I believe that is a great place to finish. May you all, man or woman, walk dick first in wherever <laughs> you go. This is where drop we the hammer. Drop the hammer. On YouTube, we have so many little porn bots. Drop the hammer. If you click that link tomorrow night after the game, it'll be a highlight of tomorrow night's yeah, game. Exactly. Yeah, let's go. All right. Exactly. <laughs> See you guys later.